0: Cloud.
1: Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Alchemical Goat. Uh, I'm Jessica Dimitro. I'm an astrologer, tarot reader, and a spiritual teacher.
0: Hi, I'm Bobby Larson. I'm a hypnotherapist and business coach. So today, we are going to talk about water, the water element, and magic in business, and uh, how it's so funny because it's an intuition thing, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, water is guided by, or guides intuition. I don't know how to say that. Water is guided by intuition. That doesn't sound right, but you know what I'm saying? And I find in, as I grow biz, my business, intuition is so key Mm -hmm. Um, and I I think I used to forget, and I think we we kind of, especially with the algorithms, right, so you go on your Facebook or on your Instagram, and you have all these, depending on what your industry is, you are now in this algorithm where you're getting all of this, um, all these ads and stuff for these different how to grow your astrology business how to grow your hypnotherapy business right and i there was a time when i probably would have fallen into like let's do all of this let's take all these courses and what i've learned after a couple of years is that actually the best course of action is to just do mm-hmm. and not Hide behind taking a bunch of classes and taking, oh, I'm not there yet. I'm not ready yet. Trusting your intuition that you already know where you are needing to be cool. and how you're, you're already, you already know that you are ready, right? Because you've already started and you're already ready. You're already doing it. Most of us are, right? Most of us already have our businesses, even if we have had one client or, you know, been doing it for years, we know where we're at and we can see what our next goal is, but just not hiding behind all the gimmicks to get us there. uh, I think that's, you know, and so there's this intuition that plays in. It's like, oh, I don't, I don't really need this. I don't really need this, but we can, we, we tend to ignore it. And I think we tend to get um, bogged down by what the outside world is telling us.
1: Well, I like to specify that there are different types of intuition. I think each element has intuition, but water intuition is especially important because it kind of deals with this dual world kind of intuition. It's like, this information is coming to me via a dream, via like being outside, you know, it, it kind of dawns on us like after, or maybe we're contemplating, we're thinking about something and that intuition comes, but then there's fire intuition, like just strikes you all of a sudden you just know there's air intuition of like talking and communicating with somebody. Like that's a lot of where my intuition comes from. It's like, I, my ideas evolve as I'm talking with somebody else And then there's earth intuition, which comes up after a longer period of time. It's just, Mm -hmm. it's more Mm -hmm. slow, but water intuition is the one we're more familiar with because when we have a lot of water placements, as I do, I have a Pisces rising. I have gotten most of my intuition from that realm, right? Some symbols, dreams, you know, Mm -hmm. being in my own like writing, that kind of thing where I'm I'm totally immersed in this other side and that now I've got to come back and I've got to go do 3d stuff.
0: Right. So like, yeah, which
1: is always like, great, you know? And so I, and what I noticed is, is I went to a retreat place and I was in the water and I have realized over the 15 years that I had been going there, how different I felt from the first time I went, when I went, I had to shut off all of this stuff, these time commitments, this, like I would go there and I'd be like, hurry up and relax, hurry up and relax. Right. They would be like, <laughs> yeah, you know, I'd get there and I'd be like shaking because I'm so nervous and I've, I've got to get here, you know, and we're, we live in that constant state of these commitments and these things that when it's time to relax, we do the same thing. We're like, okay, I'm going to do a movie. I'm going to go here. And it's like, Your vacation is filled with all these things. Instead of just kind of letting to see how their day goes, you want to do all of these things. You get excited and then you feel really stressed out at the end because you're like, did I do them all? And and then when you're there, you're like, okay, what's the next thing? What's the next thing? And and so my first experience at this place, which is totally unstructured, was to try to structure it. And it was really hard because part of me wanted to experience it. And the part of me that wanted to experience it, also wanted to do it in a certain way. Okay, well, I'm going to go get a massage. I'm going to do this. And then Mm -hmm. after 15 years of going there, now, when I go there, I actually can just let loose and actually let all that stuff go. And just whatever my body needs, whatever my mind needs, whatever I need doing it in that moment, whether it's being submerged in the water, releasing all of these things that I think that I was holding on to, or whether it's feeding myself or going for a walk or just being in nature. And I realized that that's what alignment feels like. And I think yeah. we do that in business too, right? Like, does this feel good to you? Yeah. Is this what I need? Is this how I'm supposed to do it? Right? Like when the universe was like, build your website. I was like, uh, how do I do that? But then I met <laughs> the right people in the right situations happened. And then it just kind of unfolded from there. And that's the kind of water intuition. That's the kind of energy of water that I really resonate with is that divine alignment. How does yeah. that feel? What am I with the right person? I'm the type of person, if I'm around the wrong person, I freaking know it immediately. Yeah. It like nothing in me is going to be chill, right? It's not like I can tell, to- I can't tolerate it for very long. I get uh, overwhelmed. I'm like that anyway empathic as I am as soon as I'm out in public I'm like I need to go (laughs) (laughs) and it depends on where you are like the thing about Harbin the place that I go it the energy of the people there is a totally different energy of the people that you're running into at Oliver's or Safeway it's just a totally different energy there's a different agenda I guess for lack of a better term yeah when you're when you're in a place where you can be I mean I get you know, it's a, you, it's a clothing optional. So I don't wear my clothes there and I don't feel any sort of weird energy there. I never have. I've all, and it's been like a huge thing because it's shown me this mortification and the shame that we all have around having our bodies. It has totally transformed that for me and these little things that have happened. And, and then I just see, there's just this huge correspondence with like what I'm willing to do in business and in my own personal life, because I've been able to um, sort of live out these things. So,
0: well, yeah, shedding shedding the layers again. It's that outside. We're we're programmed, right? We're taught being naked's bad. Be ashamed mm-hmm. of your body. Everything's wrong with us, especially as women. Everything's wrong right. with our bodies. Um, and like being able to go to a place where all of that just, just vanishes, right? All of right. that just falls away and nobody is coming with those expectations or those judgments. It, it, and if they are, you're not, they're nobody saying anything, right? They might be thinking, oh, whatever, who knows? I don't know, that's how I would think. I'd be like, they're thinking whatever they're thinking. But
1: <laughs> Well, you get over that though, after yeah. a long period yeah. of time of going there and then like the things that were taught about how men are in regards to women and their bodies all the men there none of them are reacting to you whether they find you attractive or not there's plenty of attractive women running around there right and nobody is having that energy that sexualized weird energy that we're told follows them wherever they go and they cannot help themselves and you see how not true that is and and the animals in this area like before the fire burned it down the animals were just as friendly because they sense the energy. Right. I have this really huge hypothesis about this of like if you go into the woods and you meet up with a bear, and I don't I'm not testing this by the way, so <laughs> I'm not volunteering for it, but, Dude, but I have this do feeling not, that do not going
0: to bear into bear country.
1: <laughs> just to find out if Same I'm way. right. But 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 I think if they can sense our fear and we were reacting yeah. to that, like where in the chain are you if you're fearful if you're putting that out there that's how nature responds to you but when you're kind of open I notice like so many things I've never felt unsafe there I've camped there by myself at night and I love it like but I wouldn't do that anywhere else I mean I wouldn't go anywhere else just unless it was a campground or something but being by myself there is so amazing I don't have any sort of fear towards it and I just really love it So, and it's this place that I can just be Jessica. I can be Mm -hmm. all parts of me. I can be naked around people. I can be walking out without a bra on. I can be thinking about whatever I want to think about. And literally nobody bothers me unless I want to be bothered. I've made friends there and stuff like that and had amazing conversations. But most of the time I'm there, I'm just in my own space and it's, that's huge. And I think that's possible and that's kind of what I want to share about it is that it has a higher vibrational energy to it than what we're experiencing and what we're told we can experience in the world. And we can see that we can actually, and I, I really want to share the story about water um, that I experienced this last weekend, the weekend after, which I think is huge and really specifies like who I'm becoming as a human being, right? And what we're going through as a collective. And mm-hmm. I went to the store and the woman when I get behind there, she's like, and I was going to the beach to get water, salt water from this hecate spell, right? Right. And I get in there and she's like she's like, You need my water. And I'm like, What a weird thing to say. Okay. <laughs> you know, like um, that is a
0: weird thing to say.
1: <laughs> well, and it was just so weird because I was on a water mission. Yeah. And she was like, I have water oh, She didn't know
0: you were there to Oh, no. weird. Oh, that's so weird. Yeah. Okay.
1: It, it's so word
0: and so <laughs> is it she's like no it's not <laughs>
1: she gives me this bottle in this new york seltzer oh my thing. God. you know it's not Love it's me. not looking anything amazing or anything but what it is is it's been water that's collected all over the globe at all these special water sources and she's like give me your email i'll send you a list of it and she's like and these eighteen or thirteen Native American grandmothers prayed over it, and I was just like, "I, I can't." I, I was speechless. I mean, she's not trying to sell it to me, so it doesn't feel like, oh, she just made this up. Like, here's yeah. here, here's some purified bi- right. bi- water from water.
0: She, she literally tap water out of Nevada. Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Which, whatever. I mean, I think it's special. Maybe that's it. You know, but but and that's all the intention that we need is yeah. to put that intention into the water. Totally right. today's show. That's
0: true. That's true.
1: I've noticed, too, like, every week we do a show on an element, I'm, like, totally involved in that element somehow. But I I got this water. I feel like it's just totally in alignment with where I was at. And then I go to the ocean to collect my salt water. And there's this, like, sun dog, the, like, rainbow thing. I showed you a picture. Mm-hmm. That was so By cool. the sun. And it's such a, like, huge transformative sign because there's, there's this amazing transference of energy because a lot of that times photo I think it
0: was really cool. I wish we could show it. Maybe you should show it.
1: I maybe we can um, put it in the show notes. I'll, I'll oh, send yeah, you the but I think it was just the sign. I was just sitting there I was looking at it. It was like right in my view and I'm just enjoying the, the energy of the Sonoma ocean. And I love Sonoma County is probably my favorite area to go to the ocean here. It feels like all the elements are there, right? You have all these little pebbles, you have the sun, which is clearly visible and it's like end of January. So it feels like, you know, it should be cold and it wasn't, it was just gorgeous. And I, and I went and did that two weeks before as well. And like just the energy and moving it through, you know, you got the wind to take out all Mm -hmm. of your troubles and the ocean. And if you think we're all connected by water on this planet we're connected by air we're connected by water we're connected by land we're we're essentially sharing this beautiful thing and every single person that has come before us is shared in these amazing elements and that's how we connect to each other and i want to see the connections more than the separations in this of like drinking this amazing water that came from all over the globe but we don't even have to drink amazing water that came from all over the globe to be connected by water because water comes from the sky and there's no boundaries of it, right? Once it hits the water, it's all the same thing. And it exists. And I think that's how humanity is. And the way clouds
0: move, that water Mm -hmm. has been all over, right? It's just circulating all over. So you really like literally you could just probably catch that rainwater and be like, Oh, I just caught the 13 different places that this water was kept. (laughs) i mean mean, you don't know right or
1: the air that we're breathing right like we're breathing Mm -hmm. air you're breathing the same air that that shakespeare right you know inhaled right Right. we're all you know it's cycling through us and that's where we're it's just amazing how connected we are by elements we're connected on the planet way more than we think it's just that we feel that separation and i think that's another interesting point about water is it doesn't like I look at my poor fish, right, and I'm like, my fish is totally has to surrender to its environment all of the time. How hard is that? Like, I would just think, like, if I do something wrong to the water, my fish fills in and I look at him, and like, I'm so connected to him, and I'm you're, like, oh my god, you're the
0: wa- <laughs> you're the fish's god right now. Like, seriously,
1: <laughs> and that's a hard. It's it's, it's hard a responsibility. It is a lot of responsibility. And, but I realized too, that it's a really good lesson because I've, I've had all kinds of things happen in the last couple of months from, uh, from fish. Like I literally like feel the fish's pain because it had ick
0: (laughs) It was so hard
1: and I just like, what did I do? And then I have to fix whatever I'm doing and see like how I implemented in this poor thing's life. I just lost one of my fish. Not that long ago. And I, I like, I had to really put it, I was really upset. But let, let me, Aww. yeah, I'm really connected with my animals. And so, and I yeah. know you can probably relate no, to this, but yeah.
0: I, we've had, we've had fish in the past. And, um, oh my God, like stories of like how much we love our fish. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Stupid. We got this fish once. You'll find this. You remember Pet Club in Larkspur? There's a pet club, or it's Madeira anyway Mm -hmm. they used to put free they had a free goldfish coupon in, uh like the (laughs) um pacific sun right so my husband and i we were just living together we weren't married yet at the time he had this huge because he's a pisces so he's like all about the fish so we had he had this huge fish tank and we were like let's go get our free goldfish today we named him clint he had like this weird arch on his back, like he was somehow Ooh. something happened to this fish. He was like this big when we got him, and once he moved into that big ass tank, he turned into like a wow. huge ass. It wasn't a carp, but he was a big ass fish. And yeah. I mean, we loved him. We talked to him. We did. We hi Clint. Like he was smart. He recognized it. We knew he. He recognized us. Like that's a real, like, sentient being. You know, this is mm-hmm. why being a vegan. This is what being a vegan is like. Hard. Like you like to eat the fish, but also, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> you're, you're like recognizing that they have a soul. Um. She's so tired. I. Rem- so when we got our kitten, Punk, he was a kitten at the time. Um. I woke up in the middle of the night to I heard the splashing of the tank. punk had had been in there trying to catch the fish as a kitten would (laughs) Clint, and this took a second because I heard the splashing and I kind of was like half asleep and I went and I was like what is that sound I was like "Uh uh-oh and I got up and it was Clint and he was on the ground he was out of that tank for a good five ten minutes before I actually got up he was oh fine. My God. I just put him right back in the tank. He was like, I'm good. No injuries. <laughs> he was just like, Well, that was an experience, right? <laughs> so weird. Did he jump out? He the cat like messed with him and he jumped out and he was like on the floor. And he was fine. Oh he was God. like, I've just been sitting here waiting for you to come like get me. I have a similar story with we've had crawfish as pets in our in our tank that have somehow gotten out of the tank I have found them in different parts of my house <laughs> like, and people are like don't you eat crawfish well you can also have them as pets and they're actually really cute they're like little lobsters they're really cute so I'm very yeah I'm very partial to our, our finned friends you know like yes and there is something about connecting with water daily like it's like if you have a fish tank right the sound of the water trickling the pump like the there's it's I'm I'm kind of missing having a fish tank I've been thinking I'm like do we get one it's so much work though and it's so awful when you feel like they're sick and you can't do it I had a fish that floated upside down just permanently like he would eat and then he would float upside down and then he would, it would stop and he'd float right side up for a second. And then, and everybody would come over and think he was dead. And I was like, Oh no, he just does. That.
1: <laughs> he's just, he's just that way. <laughs> so
0: he's just floating upside down. He's fine. They're like, are you sure? I'm like, go, go t- catch him. He's, he's swimming. People thought it was crazy. I was like, he just, I don't know. That's just what he did. But. Yeah, I kind of miss that effect, you know, that water connection. And this is what you're saying about connecting with each other, mm -hmm. because we have all of these elements that we're sharing on the planet, we're all sharing these elements, reminding ourselves to go out and enjoy the elements, go out and reconnect with them. I think that's a huge, um, that's a huge aspect too of, of magic. Of yeah of paganism in general is that like reconnection to all the elements and understanding that that's really what we really are we're just a bunch of like mixed up alchemical versions of elements you know we're the sun so, we're yeah. we're sun we're
1: stardust yeah. I, and like when you make these connections with these things that have been said over millennia and you finally like figure out like, oh my God, that's true in a way that I never thought it was true. Right. And like realizing yeah. like, you know, the big bang and all of that stuff, like those things that we're, that are sciency are also have its roots in the alchemical, the, the magic, the intuition, everything that we've been talking about for so long. We're so a part of the universe and just like thinking of like, cause you know, the, the before Christianity and all that stuff, they used to worship the, the sun. The sun was source. And if you think it can kill you, it can do all, I mean, in a weird way, right? Like yeah. it can do all of these things that have so much influence over us. The moon has so much influence over us. This is why I'm an astrologer, because the planets have so much influence over us. They go into our psyche. They affect us in ways we Mm. can't even fathom until we start looking at it. And I just think there's so much we don't know. And there's so many cool things about the mundane world that go over into the magic. And what is magic really? But like the sense of like, I'm understanding things on a whole new level. Like, don't you consider magic to be like when you get that download of something, of that information you've been missing? You, magic is also like your intention, right? Like I want to create this in my life and putting that energy there and seeing how it manifests or doesn't or shows you why you didn't want it to manifest. I mean, all of that has to do with like influencing what we considered at one point things we couldn't influence. Yeah. Giving ourselves power over our lives and deciding like, Hey, I think I want this. And the universe being like, well, maybe not so much. And then you're like, yeah, okay. (laughs) And I love watching how it evolves over time. Like for me. Right. And I think there's, there's an important thing happening for a lot of us right now is realizing like how, how amazingly divine, things are seeing how things unfold and go, go through like these steps and processes of seeing how do I want to go this direction? Is this the right way for me? Or understanding that there's something more at play and then realizing like for me as an astrologer that I can actually see certain things coming in my life by looking yeah. at charts and understanding like this energy that I think is so random is actually not random at all. Yeah. Yeah. And um, now, what am I learning from this? And I like I'm doing writing this whole piece on Neptune right now because Neptune is going over my ascendant. And for people who don't know, the twelfth house to the first house, Neptune rules Pisces, rules the the um, the twelfth house. And I think sometimes you can have too much of something. Like Pisces is at home, or Neptune is at home in Pisces, at home in the twelfth house, and then. That's the subconscious, right? So like all this stuff is unfolding before me. All, and, and I think it's interesting because it's water, right? It's this like, yeah. it's not as solid. It's not like if it was in Capricorn, you could kind of see stuff coming. Like with Pluto, I can clearly see the de- definitions of the things. This is what's happening here. With Pisces, it's not defined at all. It's like these watered realizations down. you have, right? It's watered down. It's this. I, I like to explain Neptune's energy like waking up from a dream and sometimes you can grab that part of the dream right. and think about it enough to where it unravels, and then sometimes it just fades away. And you're like, "Wait, what was that?" Right. <laughs> you're sitting there with this memory <laughs> of something, you're like, and you're like, "I knew like,
0: it was a good thing." I think. And you still the feeling. Yeah.
1: You feel the feeling. Yeah. That's how yeah. I've really unraveled dreams before. Is the feeling I had. Okay, what yeah. was that feeling? Right. And then working from there. And then other times it's just like you get distracted when you wake up and you forget to think about it. And then it's gone. You're not right. getting it back no matter how, unless you do like hypnotherapy, but, right. <laughs> but most likely it's, it's gone. And that's how Neptune influences us. It's like an onion, you know, you, these little layers come out. And like, I think it's really on the ego, right? Because we're all yeah. walking around with what we think is true. We know very little compared to what's really true. Right. So, but then as layers unfold, like, oh, okay. Oh, okay. But it kind of feels it's never done. There's yeah. never an
0: end point to it. <laughs> it's in- always, the eternal onion, <laughs> the, ot- Neptune. Neptune, Neptune, yes. the eternal onion. The eternal onion.
1: And there's something that feels really hard about that, like that you're never yeah. going to get to a place where you're going to be like... Like I just saw this thing, like at this meme this morning about how I... I thought my life was together for like 45 seconds man that was a great 45 <laughs> seconds <laughs> and I'm thinking totally. that's exactly how it is it's like for two seconds you're like I got it I' figured it out it's awesome yeah. I'm living my life completely different and then you're realizing like yeah I don't, I don't really know anything
0: <laughs> I don't, yeah. it doesn't really mean much but but. that feels to me like an acid trip like that's that's how I would describe every acid trip I've ever had when you grasp things there's like this moment where you grasp all of it you get it's a it's a feeling it's a it's a download but it's a feeling in your whole body I understand the whole thing right yep I understand everything of why I'm here and all this different relation it all comes to you And in the second, you're like, wait, what was I thinking? You know, it's totally (laughs) fleeting. It's totally fleeting. And I I mean, I guess that's the fun of it. If you can like look at it and be like, well, I guess we got to keep on going to try to keep trying to re-grasp that or try to. Right. But it is, it's like you're never, you're never going to hold on to it.
1: You ever see when you're in when you're doing like the perfect acid trip and you're on like the the body high of like God and then all of a sudden you yeah. see like these flowers and you're like yeah. those flowers are always there like you just can't see how you're ever gonna go back to putting right. the 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 glasses right. of the veil on. You're thinking when I wake up, I'm gonna see that. I'm gonna
0: see them. Just, oh, I used to take a camera and take photos of those <laughs> kinds of things, thinking. I can't wait for these pictures. Right?
1: And then you look and you're like...
0: I have some (laughs) stupid-ass photos from, like, 1994. Oh, my gosh. And it's it's sad. Yeah, it is sad. It's so sad. But but I I, think
1: that's the fun of, like, living in a world with a veil, right? Uh, Like, sometimes you you get get to go in and out. Yeah. Yeah. You get to glimpse and you get to see it and you know, you go, wow, there's so much more to this universe or this thing, because honestly, like everything, you know, as above, so below everything is happening within you. I mean, we always want to go to a destination. I want to go to another planet. I want to go to wherever and I want to have this experience, but we're always having an experience. It's what we're seeing. And it's like, the thing about acid and, and mushrooms is, is it gives you the ability to think beyond what you are expecting. And I, I kind of think it's like, our mind is so used to seeing things a certain way, you know, that it turns we've conditioned, it off. yeah, we've conditioned ourselves to think we live in an unmagical, unexciting place with works and skyscrapers and sidewalks and all of the boring stuff which, you know, somebody has a Pisces rising does not interest me at all until it does. <laughs> <Totally>. <laughs> but there is a way to find something interesting in it. There is a way mm-hmm. to find the magic in it. And I think that's what we're talking about is that creation, how to keep that alive in your business, how to keep that alive in your life. You know, that we don't have to drop acid every day to bring in our second sight. You know, it's about yeah. meditation and it's about going within I mean, and all of those things are are fine and good, and it, and it's great to have those otherworldly experiences um, on a you know on a semi-annual basis. But you can't do that every day because your life yeah. would fall the fuck yeah. apart. But right. <laughs> what you can do is train like yourself to how to see flowers. the subtle stuff, you yeah. know. And Neptune does yeah. really talk about the subtle side of humanity, right? Because It is so ethereal. The feeling of Neptune is like woozy and like like you know rules intoxication. So you know it's like woozy and (laughs) and
0: well Pisces does
1: and the twelfth house and you know yeah. But but it's because those are. I don't think that getting drunk every day or smoking pot every day is going to take you to, I think those are going to symbolize other things to the universe, but I do think that there is a sense of seeing things from a different perspective, which has a very interesting way of seeing things differently. I I, I know that didn't make sense, but like that you can kind of understand what being on another side of something and recreate it from that experience.
0: You know, you have to really uh, I, I guess the word would be, thank the universe for, or, you know, just nature in general for creating molecules, right. creating, I mean, I don't know how this turned into like, let's do some acid, but I'm kind of like, Oh, I kind of want to do some acid. <laughs> uh, <laughs> some
1: maybe, maybe my Neptune in the 12th house is telling me I need to go to uh, this other you realms. Need I'm to go,
0: saying. You need to go do some shrimp. <laughs> so, but there, there really is a reminder in these, in these molecules that have been put on this planet that, as humans and and animals, animals do it too. Animals get high too. So, speaking of water, dolphins, dolphins get high.
1: Oh, they have and... sonar that that transforms you right there. I mean, they. They are actually like the symbolic. If you could find an animal that's symbolic of like other perceptions, which again right. they're associated with the sign of Pisces. So, right.
0: so I mean, none of it's <laughs> coincidental, right? So, but but that the appreciating and the reminders—it's like these subtle reminders—and and and just the 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 fact that we have these substances. And these abilities to kind of go in and out of real, real world 3D, ver- to, you know, it, that's, that shouldn't be underestimated and that shouldn't be forgotten in our culture. And it's so funny because it's such a, it's, it's you know, le- making all drugs illegal, um, vilifying different religious experiences um just is so is so obviously a, a a way to control people keep them in this 3d right because um, you're not, not going clear. inside you're not going Think about inside. that you're, you're not, go- not going inside like
1: that's what the you're not using that intuition system. right
0: you know you're right you're sh- and, and you, I- you have to shut it down
1: And I think there's a fear that they put on doing that. So it like works twofold of one that you don't go within and look. And then also that fear keeps you stuck in other places. And I think for me, what I've noticed is, is using certain substances, especially marijuana, that makes me super paranoid. And ayahuasca, but I've never used it. But that it brings up all these things that I need to work on. And what we're told is like, you're paranoid. This is bad, blah, blah, blah. This is a sign that you're not supposed to do it. And what I think it's doing is that you have been out living outside of who you are for so long that you have not addressed this stuff. But now that you're high, you have to (laughs) look
0: at it and it's scary for people. It's scary. I mean, that's what a bad trip is right? That's what a bad trip is. People are freaked out because right. they've been told to be freaked out. And then they well, also and you're are seeing your fear. in. Yeah. And they're tapping right. in and they're like, Oh, Oh, I didn't want to look at that. I don't want to face that. I mean, that's, you know, part of what I do just in hypnotherapy, that's what I'm doing is taking people down into their subconscious without right. drugs. Right. It's kind of fun because for me, I always enjoyed when I was doing lots of acid back in the nineties and shrooms, I was, I loved being the person that gave people their first experiences. I loved it because I felt I saw how important it was, especially at that time, we were all teenagers and you created so space we, for them. Yes. And I knew that I was safe. I knew that I had support. Like if something bad happened, I knew I could. There's people I could, adults I could reach out to. Like I had that support where it would, ne- there would never be judgment, right? So yeah. I was a safe place for people to come That's and possible. do it. And I, so it's so funny because I, uh, I was talking to Melinda, our friend Melinda, and she had, uh, she had a friend who had been pay- paid this woman to come over, thousands of dollars. To lead him through a shroom trip, and I'm thinking, but I've been doing that since I was 14. Like, where's my? i like, oh, I could get paid for that now. Like, oh, I was <laughs> <I'm> doing that. <laughs> so, I think it would be awesome.
1: I thought about it. I thought it right? would be great. Yeah. To learn how
0: maybe that's our next, our next, uh, our next venture, right? So. But anyway, so I I, I think leading people. I think there was a whole point. That I got all sidetracked. What was I talking about before that? Oh, well, I don't <laughs> know. I'll come back to. I got all dreamy about taking shrooms in the nineties. I'm like, oh, um, oh. But looking at fears, so bad trips, right? And 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 really like walking people through that, and that's you know, it's. Oh, hypnotherapy. So in hypnotherapy, that's what I do, right? Like I I, I get to do the similar thing that I was doing with hallucinogens, but now without allowing, helping people access that, but without being high, right? And so, right. but there's still, it's so funny because there's still that fear. I mean, that's so much fear in there and it's hard to like, it's so ingrained and it's so deep and opening these parts of people so that they can then you know really tap into that intuition or really like talk go in and meet their guides and be like oh I have a whole I have a whole like army supporting me in this universe you know and and not for and and being reminded of that it's we all do we all have it and not I I mean I i I'm totally guilty of just thinking I was alone on the planet. Right. Like kind of having like an, in, like a, there was like a inkling of like, maybe there's like a guardian angel. I don't know. Do I have one? I mean, I've been into some situations where I'm like, Oh, that could have gone really poorly. Like how to get out of that, you know? Right. <laughs> right? I know you could relate. Right. Mm-hmm. And you're like, that's when you kind of go, Oh, is a guardian angel a real thing? Like, is that a real thing? And now I know, you know, I have all sorts. I have plenty of guardians and plenty of, of, of beings, entities, energies that are supporting me in this, in this journey and everybody does. And so how Mm -hmm. do you help them tap into that? Like, right. And I think that's what both of us do. Right, we're both helping yeah. people tap in. It's like they know, they know instinctually that there's something that they're supposed to tap into, so they come and find us. That's, the, that's what happens, and, right? And then we, so I,
1: I have a couple of things to say on that, but I want you to finish your thought. But I really want to get. back do
0: that. No, go ahead. I don't remember what. Rest so, my is
1: <laughs> so the interesting thing is is that I've been realizing how I'm now when I give readings, I can feel people's blockages. Mm-hmm. And I can feel where I can go with it, like how much they're going to be willing to take. And then I can feel the resistance, which is so painful to fill in other people. It's like, okay, like I just mm-hmm. stepped on something, you know, and sometimes it's it actually so is a reaction. Yeah. It is. And it's, and it's hard, but also like getting back to that part about knowing your guides. That was one thing I really loved about hypnotherapy is, is that it gave me this way to connect with them because I'd always believed in them, but i had never had access to it. I, where right. you have access, but you don't know how you have access. And yeah. so being able to see that, and then as an astrologer to go back and see, like, so if you have a, um, uh, like a resonance with certain goddesses, seeing where they are in your astrology, cause they're asteroids and those asteroids are representing. Oh, and I always see a connection. I always see an asteroid next to either some angle, a planet in an important house and they are. We're, we're resonating with that. So like, for example, Asteria, which I named my business after is conjunct to my Mars and Taurus. And I have a bunch of Taurus planets in my second house. I named my business after her. That is a business house. It's just so fascinating. And I'm super passionate about this. So again, and then I see her as in my solar return chart and our solar return chart is when the sun conjuncts itself in our natal chart. It has a new chart for the year she's going into my 10th house, which is bringing her out into the public, which is me (laughs) having my business doing this podcast and that kind of thing. And so like how hypnotherapy and astrology and tarot are so closely aligned with where we're at. Like you would be surprised. Like if all of a sudden, like me, you started doing like Hecate stuff. And then we looked up Hecate in your chart and we found out, Oh, she's in the midheaven, or, Oh, she's here. Like, I think too, this gives us a way to work with them. What element is she in? What house is she in? Where can we expect to see her show up? That's going to show us the magic of working with any sort of God or goddess where they are is where you need, where you could be using them to focus on your life. So for example, if we could do this two ways, we could pick one, figure out where she is and work with that energy that way, or we could do the opposite. And just like figure out what do you want to work on and then figure out who's there and then call on them that way. And I'm thinking this might be like such a cool thing that I sort of kind of stumbled
0: upon. I like that. That would be really fun. I want to be the first person to do that. Cause it's funny. Cause you're, you're really good about working with the goddesses and stuff. I have goddess cards I check in with, but I don't really work with, I mean my guardian angels, Jesus, like, I don't know. Was <laughs> I got
1: the top. Don't worry about it. Though. <laughs> I, I don't know what
0: happened there, but uh, he's chilling, and you know, which is fine. I, it, he doesn't care. He's like the most pagan well, Jesus. Like
1: <laughs> exactly, and honestly, when I oh, what I, I think tell about that. Okay. <laughs> yeah, no, I wouldn't, I want to hear, but I just want to say about that, just to kind of say is that that probably also went, you went through a whole identity crisis around who Jesus was versus uh-huh. who he is to you. And so yeah. there's sort of a transformative thing that happened. So just, that's my well, guess. You know, but- as,
0: as, as a child, you know, going to church and, and being told certain things and then instinctually being like, that's all bullshit and yeah. being like, but, but not really. Like, not really understanding that that's it, didn't have to be how they were telling me it was, right? Right. I didn't understand that because it's such dogma, and it's like there's a book and it's numbered and it's, you know, everything in my category. And the energy in the book. I like how it's organized, but (laughs) I like the organization. The energy is like, yeah. And I was like, "This
1: this,
0: this doesn't seem like how I picture Jesus, Jesus isn't this way, but you're telling me it is. And as a kid, I just didn't know to not question that, you know? And then as you get older, yeah. So Jesus hangs around and he's always telling me all the things. He makes me laugh constantly. I'm like, okay. And he laughed at me. He's like, you are, I, I give him a run for his money on a regular basis. I think like, I think he's just like, oh my God, will you stop? Like, <laughs> He kind of sounds like a Jew. That's how you
1: know you're uh, doing your job, Bobby. You're
0: so you're living. Yeah, I know. You're living. I know. You're, yeah, when, you're when your I'm spirit testing. guys are like,
1: "Oh, really? Really? Oh, really? really?" Well, this yeah, this is cause... what we're
0: doing. <laughs> 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 and then you know, yeah, I, I have. It's been it's an interesting when you start working with them, um, and I highly recommend whoever's listening to this podcast if you haven't started working with your spirit guys tapped in like. It's fine. There's a reason you're probably here and you're listening to this, and, and I just want to invite people to really tap into it. And it, you, you know, can do your own m-
1: hypnosis, meditation, right. hypnosis yeah. to and just meet your guides. Come, you just have to trust what in. you're getting.
0: It's interesting because there was a point of, um, you know, I'm not going to be secret is like I have schizophrenia in my family right and there was a point where I was like is this schizophrenic for me to have like these guys that I'm looking at? <laughs> right there's a little bit like someone who doesn't have schizophrenia in their family they just would tap in and be like whatever I have to like I go into oh is this like a sign of like is the schizophrenia catching up with me or like whatever right. am I hearing and and maybe there's something around that too i mean you know they shamanism a lot of the shamans would were, were, have probably been considered crazy you know it's like the old crazy well our the, society the
1: decides that okay See, like ADHD, right or autism things were i really think they're a sign of evolution i mean like yeah, think of the I things that somebody who adhd is like all over the place because and Somebody was also explaining it that that's how we had to be as hunter-gatherers because we have to be able to switch our focus from I need to get this to, oh my God, there's a wild animal or there's a group of people or whatever. And also there is the fact of like, what does it look like when we evolve? And if the predominant Mm -hmm. people on the planet aren't there yet, it's not going to be considered a normal thing. It's going to be considered a disorder. And I want to say about schizophrenia, because I feel like, you know, working in the mental health field, we, as people get ideas about mental health and we decide who's normal and who's not right when we don't really know everything that's going on there. And I'm not going to state, cause I'm not a therapist or anything like that, right? right? but, but I right. do think that there's more to the energy that they get. I think that we're just not tapped in enough to exactly. other realms. And I don't think they know how to handle those other realms either because that's- they're not taught. Right and taught, and I was right. also seeing something about, you know, going back to the a d h d and the autism that in Native American societies, those people, us people like us, would have been considered like special. We would have had like been taught. we would have went through this whole thing
0: right. I, they they would have guided them. I remember reading something around that um that they would have had. Mm-hmm. Been recognized and brought in by like the shaman of the tribe, and 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 worked with, and and showed them how, how to, to use their use, gifts. Use their gifts instead right. of being put into like a fucking home, like, for you know, or electric shock. Or taught that they're different. <laughs>
1: I mean, it. It's surprising. Them. My son yeah. goes to a Waldorf school. And I mean, there's great things about the school. They treat the kids like whole people, which is why he goes there. But like there's still not this sort of understanding. Like so many kids are have ADHD now. Like, let's let's get it to the point where it's like, hello, like it's not like a like you're wearing a red shirt, you're wearing a blue shirt, and it should be like that. Your brain thinks differently. So yeah. how do I accommodate the people that's brain thinks differently? Right. Even if they don't have a diagnosis, because if you look at my son and you spend five seconds with him. You're not going to go, well, that kid's normal. He has great gifts. He's very artistic, very talented. He can draw stuff that you can't even believe at nine years old. But his, he's like this all the time. And yeah. I'm like, it just cracks me up because they
0: don't, when yeah. I talk
1: to his teacher about it, he's like, well, you know, we have to go through this long process. And I'm like, but could you just write down his homework? Because he's not fucking listening to you. Yeah. I mean, well, I understand that Why he should it? be. Yes. I, I understand all of the but things, also, but like, but, but like, are we gearing these kids for success or are we punishing them because right. they're not like every other kid? Because exactly. some kids can sit in their chair for eight hours and not bat an eyelid. And other kids are like, I did not even listen to anything. He said, I have no interest in yeah. doing this. Yeah. And I've got to get home and be like, so what's your assignment? And he's like, what? <laughs>
0: And, he's also and, and I can't be mad at him old. because I know yeah, it's not his fault. Well, and, and it's, yeah, how do we, I mean, the whole thing is, is they're going to say that they being, I guess, school, society. education, society, um, that there's not enough resources. We can't, you know, we can't support all these kids individually who have different things because there's just not enough resources. And it's like, well, why don't we just stop thinking how we've been thinking and just redo it all. Right. There has to be like a yeah. whole, oh, this is why there's I'm going to probably, things, ad- yeah. Well, there's certain things that a- say success.
1: successful, right. But there's certain right. things that say successful yeah. and they're not things that you have to reinvent the wheel and give certain resources for, although it's nice, but like just being able to like, put a list of together of what his assignments yeah. are is helpful because he's not paying attention. I know and he's not paying attention. They, you know, he's not paying attention,
0: you know, and those are the little things somewhere. She's already has a list somewhere, right? Right. Just put the whole list out and give it to all the kids. Make it that easy. For, right. You know,
1: and don't tell kids assignments as they're leaving out the door. Okay. So just write 50 words on oh, blah, God. blah, 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 blah. Like I mean, and I'm just thinking to myself, like, I probably wouldn't be paying attention because, you know what, I have ADHD. So
0: most (laughs) adults wouldn't even take that information in, right? There would be like, I would, I would hear that. I would hear it probably. And then I would get home and I would be the kind of kid that would go. Was it were Okay. I'm supposed to write something. I know I'm supposed to write something. Um, mm, how many? Yep. Five hundred words, because I I'm very visual. So when I hear things like when I hear numbers and stuff, I see them. So I'd be like, but I'd get it mixed up. I'd be like, it's five hundred words, or I would, it was five words, or <laughs> like I would hear five, I would see the five, and that would be what would stick. You know what I mean? Like, right, it right. A mess. So. Uh, It's frustrating. It's frustrating to be 3D and not be 3D. Like,
1: yeah, and and to
0: come in and play the game, and you're like, oh my god, uh, can we just? So
1: I'm really full annoyed by it though, because I'm like, can we just make this commonplace? First of all, if you think about it, that our our planet is shooting through outer space, rotating around the sun, going so many miles an hour, we don't know shit. Okay. There's just no way for us to actually have everything figured out. So can we stop pretending like that's not happening and that, you know, that there's any way for us to, let's just try to live together. Let's try to understand each other as individuals and as a collective together so that we can get the best out of people. I mean, I seriously think when we send our kids to school to be the same, we're doing them a serious disservice And as much as we're like trying to pretend that they didn't create the school system to create slave labor, which they did. Sorry, sorry. Mm -hmm. But they want you to be a certain way. (laughs) They want you to be a certain thing. And they want, of course, poorer people, people who, you know, don't have the resources and the money of other people are going to be more subject to that. But it's really sad to me because what are we giving up for that? When I tell my son, I want you you to sit in your seat for eight hours and not make the teacher upset am i change taking away from him his ability to create his right. ability to manifest right. like yeah. what are these things Suckling. that we're, we've sort of it. gotten into yeah we've yeah. gotten into and even as parents like uh-oh hold on uh-oh. oh i hope it's not important
0: It's a five minute five minute
1: um So what have we gotten into as a society that are are we contributing to, right? How are we taking away from our kids' creativity through the person that they, you know, are wanting to be when they grow up? And what can we do to facilitate that? And also at the same time, have them to where they're not crazy in society, right? They're not going around harming and hurting other people. And there's a balance there, but we also need to take a look at The things that we've been throwing out there for so long, like when we go to a store and we see a mom having a hard time with her kid, being judgmental about that mom, like she's not a good parent because her kid is yelling. Well, you know, kids yell and you know, what? we don't Mm -hmm. actually, that actually never existed where they didn't yell. We just had parents that like (laughs) abuse their kids. I mean, a lot of us went through those types of things where our parents were so worried and I've been there so worried about what other people think that I'm taking away from who my child is. I'm not enjoying him for who he is. I want him to be a certain way so it doesn't bother other people. And you know what, the older I get, the more I'm like, I didn't come to this planet to keep these old ideologies flowing. I came here to look at them and go, yeah, I know where that comes from. I'm not doing it anymore.
0: Well, and this is, this is, you know, totally kind of off topic, but I mean like homeschooling, is so interesting in that like there's so many people starting to do more of it the pandemic really allowed people to see I think that it could be done we were very much taught to think that like kids go to school but really what I figured out about school is that it's free babysitting for like six to eight hours right oh yeah so you can work so you can work so you can work I mean, that's really what was going on here. And because the thing is, is my kids come home and I'm like, well, you've done, you just filled out like math paper all day. Like you didn't do any art. You didn't do any, you know, they have garden and they have these little, it's like these, it's like these little dribbles of like real stuff. To me, gardening, knowing how to grow where, grow your own food, that's it. Sure. That's it. That's it big deal. In my my mind, you should know how to grow your own food. But you get like a little bit of gardening. Art, figuring out what your artistic expression is, whether that's writing, painting, clay, you know, freaking gluing stuff to things with a glue gun, which is one of my favorites. Like, everybody needs to have that connection to what brings that art. Because I'm really big Believe it, that everybody has an artistic something, yeah. right? I think art is a huge.
1: See, I'm I'm art, just learning this as a 42 human. year old.
0: <laughs> I
1: never thought I was artistic, and people are like, "No, what? everybody's
0: artistic." And, it just, and it, I'm
1: artistic and with words. I'm artistic exactly. with meaning and so, symbolism and exactly. storytelling. So,
0: exactly, and so that's the thing is like, how do we connect? Because I I believe that the art in each of us is actually the the thing that brought us here sure that makes that is what's going to bring our souls out and trying not to crush it like trying not to crush it in the kids and like giving them all the freedom to be able to like really go into it also having been a person that has gone through all the schooling and done all the different things I look at school now and I'm like I mean, was that really useful, or could I have just been doing this the whole time, whatever this was, right? Going into doing, I went, and I did all the algebra. You do all the freaking algebra, okay? You know, you went to college. I minored statistics, in stats. statistics. Statistics, <laughs> yes. You, you minored in stats?
1: Oh my gosh! I, I really should tell you this story, actually. Oh my god! I
0: took statistics six times, didn't really pass it, but my teacher finally was like, "I'm just gonna let it go," and I'm like, "Thank can you." I, can, I I you? No, can, <laughs> can I tell you? Cannot do it. Can I tell you?
1: This is this is like this is one of my Phoenix stories, okay? because because I wasn't good at math. I mean, I literally held off because I dropped out in ninth grade. Okay. Right? I dropped out mm-hmm. at high school I went and got my GED at 20 Passed the first time you know started to discover I'm a little smarter I just was not good at school cool so I I kept that thing and then I went back to college and I held off on math for years I literally didn't take one math class until right about the time where I'm like I'm gonna have to start taking math if I want to leave the JC (laughs) so I went into bottom math (laughs) Ooh. <laughs> yes. And I, I had dabbled in like some of the yeah. online, you know how they have those classes that are like not part of yeah. the traditional forum, but they're like kind of getting you ready. So I took yeah. one of those and I, and so anyway, I started taking it and then I got to about algebra one and I almost fucking failed that class because the professor had three tests and that was all he did. He did not oh, count homework or anything. Oh, So I failed the first test. Then I, I almost didn't pass the, or no, I got a B on the second one. And then, so anyway, math was not my forte, but what happened was, is that I happened to get in the right math class, the next algebra two, I got an A and then I never got below an A. And then, um, for statistics, she taught statistics, right? She didn't teach the second algebra class, the like advanced algebra, but she taught statistics and I loved her. So I took her. And then somehow I ended up minoring in it because I had enough stuff to minor in it, That's which so is crazy. Good. But, but, but if you think about it, it actually makes sense because like, I didn't realize this about statistics. I was so deathly scared to go into statistics, but what it is is it's very much like what I already do. There's, cause uh, astrology has a math component to it. It's, it's it, data. It's data, right? It's data. And so it's looking at yeah. these things and making judgments yeah. about them based on certain yeah. things. So
0: yeah, it's yeah. Kind I, of funny. I can see that. I can see that now that you're saying it. I'm like, oh yeah, that makes sense. Oh God, I hated it. I hate it. And this is the thing about astrology. Like I love it. I'm fascinated. And that was the thing too, is I've always really actually had this weird obsession with math and that I just wanted to be good at it i I find it relaxing it was just stressful i I like it it a mess but when i got something when i got an a i got an a in algebra too and after you know you start taking algebra pre-algebra in like seventh grade so i've been doing math for algebra for like seven i never took any
1: math in school so that was kind of the other part of it it's like i didn't i was not
0: Let's go back to that then. That's a good point. This is kind of what we're touching on. I know you're going to have to go soon, but um, unschooling. That's a huge, that's kind of a movement that's happening right now. And there is a lot around just letting the kids learn the thing, whatever the thing is, that helps them do the next thing that they want to do. Like, whatever the steps are so for you you started taking statistics it, or you started taking algebra but it was like because you knew you were going to go to you know it, it and you didn't take any math before it so it's almost like it left your brain open so that by the time you got to statistics it wasn't muddled with all the other shit right you could just dive in and really take it all in in like a whole right. different way and i think that a lot more people are start, I think there's, there is a world that's starting to kind of come to terms with this is that we're putting all this information into kids that they don't need, they don't want. So they're not going to learn it, right? They don't so
1: care. Ninth grade high school dropout, right? So like, think about all of the things I, I never wrote a paper before I yes. went to college. I never passed a math exam I I didn't have any of those skills that we tell kids that is so needed for them to be able to succeed. And I, I, that's why I mentor, honestly, that's why I work in the field Mm -hmm. that I do because I, my thing is changing that ideology. Yes. It took me a lot longer. It took me 10 years because I was a parent and I had all of these things. I was a full-time employee. I had to support a family while I put myself through college. So maybe not ideal and obviously it would be, but what are we telling kids? who don't even know what the fuck they want to do, who hate high school. I just want to say, you can do it, right? Because I was able to graduate magna cum laude and it wasn't because I wasn't smart. Because you're not good at high school doesn't mean you're not smart. It just means that your smart looks different and you might find something in college that ignites you because that's what happens. Sociology, you know what? I like, at the JC, I kind of like waddled through, like, what do I want to do? Nothing. Nothing was like really sticking out at me until I found sociology. And I'm like, well, of course this does because human behavior and stuff, psychology and sociology play a lot into astrology anyway, but it's just a very fascinating thing that it took me so long because that's what we do. We don't look at kids and what they're good at. What are you good at? If you're resonant, like, I thought it was so funny. My mom who was very open-minded was helping my son with his homework and he's struggling and she just walks out like, 'Cause he didn't want to do more than he had to. And who would? But she's like, Oh well, he you know, he's gonna have problems later. And I was like, first of all, no. No, no, yeah. no,
0: no, no.
1: <laughs> have you met me? <laughs> <laughs> but it's just this thing we get taught if yeah. you're not good at something. And he struggles yeah. with it because he hasn't found the sequence in it. Math has this underlying set of things that yeah. once you figure it out, once you figure out that that like Like for me, like the statistics of like the um, percentages and the, the decimal points and stuff, I didn't see how they work together. It felt like this every time I went to do something. And then when Mm -hmm. I figured out, oh, it's like this and this, and I could see the connection behind it. It was so much easier. And I think that's the thing we don't teach. That's the thing that we're struggling with is like, first of all, find the
0: connection, find the connection, find the fun part.
1: What's the fun part? You can do algebra and it's like doing a puzzle. Like, oh,
0: like, okay, well, I'm going
1: to dissect this. And then there's this thing.
0: Yeah. I mean, I didn't realize that until college either. Like I was hating algebra, I hated it. By the time I grad, you know, by the time I was done with it and I got an A, I was enjoying it. I was like, yeah, Mm -hmm. let's get that pencil out. And I'd have like, you know, by that point you're doing one problem is a page of paper. Right, right, and I just be like, "Ooh, yeah!" You get all into the groove, (laughs) right? You're like, "Yeah," (laughs) but but we we instead of encouraging, I think you're right. Like, we just need to help encourage the kids to find the thing that they want to do. I mean, my son's a total gamer, and everybody's like, Mm -hmm. "Well, you just spends a ton of time playing video games." I'm like, "No," but he really like. He really likes it. Like he right. understands coding, like he wants to code and he wants to know what's behind what's happening. You know, that's that's not just wasting his life in front of a TV. It might look like that to other people. Even to me, I'm like, maybe he should go outside. But
1: that's, I think that's just it. Is that first of all, technology, it, I mean, let's just say alien civilizations that are more advanced than we are technology is a totally different thing because it integrates the spiritual component and technological component. And that's how we evolve. The internet has, whether you hate it or love it, has brought us to a place where we can can, communicate with somebody halfway across the globe, which means that we no longer have to rely on these other sources to bring us information about other things. There's no going back from that. So our kids are going to gravitate towards things where I can play with my friend who lives in Arizona. I can talk yeah, to my friend exactly. in New Mexico. I can yeah. have an online system of friends that I can have all over the world. And as an adults, we get afraid because everything usually with technology, we always have this love-hate relationship with it. It's okay mm-hmm. for me. I watch TV when I get off work. Whatever. I don't really. But but if I did, right? And yeah. and then like what are we really saying though first of all we're living in a place where we have to stay inside a lot still Mm -hmm. and so we're forcing them in we don't want them to communicate we don't want them to do things that are exercising their mind there's a lot of actual good things that happen when kids play video games they learn strategic stuff they're they're like uh what's it called like um uh when you're Balance, all that stuff. I can't do that. Yeah. I, I like can barely get some of these characters to stay up, but they're interested. And when we yes. find them interested, we should be like, well, that's great. Well, that's and yes, great. of course they can go exactly. to excess. But we're all addicted. So then we blame the victim. Well, you should, as a parent, make right. sure, da da, da da da. And it's like, no, those companies spend billions of dollars to get our kids addicted to it. So I'm sorry, but going after me as a parent, because I should have all these boundaries and all this stuff when my kid has to stay inside all day. And then right. I have to work because somebody has to make money, right? It's just such a crazy thing. So when parents attack each other for this stuff, it's like, no, yeah. please, please, please understand that everybody is doing the best that they can exactly. and that we're all wanting the best. Nobody's apartment. making,
0: Yeah. Nobody's making like, like these decisions based on, like, right. abuse, right? I'm not abused. I hope my kid plays video games his... when
1: he grows up, you know? I mean,
0: not ideal, but, like, if it happens that way, I mean, the thing is, is he's going to just understand. What's funny is that it's led him to play things in real life now, like chess. I'm like, you play chess? He's like, yeah, I play chess. I'm like, oh, <laughs> how did you learn that? Oh, I learned it on the internet, and now he's playing chess. Now he's playing yeah. Dungeons and Dragons with his friends in real life. Today, they're going to go play Dungeons. I was like, oh my God, D&D, you are like nerding out on the next level. But that's a real life game. But it's turned, this is with his online gaming friends. I mean, they're his friends in real life, right? Sure. But then all through pandemic, they've only been able to talk to each other online. So now they get to meet in real in real time, real life, and play a game together. And so it's, it's still it's not taking him out you know what I mean it's take. Okay. he's not a zombie I was thinking about movie toys do you remember that movie toys was it Robin Williams
1: oh yes 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 yeah yes. and that at is- the end
0: all the kids are playing video games and it's a war game and it's a whole thing and I'm like I mean I I,
1: I think there I, is you there is something to be said that. <laughs> well I don't know if you've ever read the book ready player one it's excellent but in I've the second it. version, right? So they're in the Oasis, which is sort of like Mark Zuckerberg's meta.
0: meta? It's like oh. you just
1: totally live in this like alternative reality. And there is danger of like not act. You don't exercise because you're so in, immersed in your, your virtual life that what, why would I go out in the world? The world's fucked up you know, and, and they make a big thing about this. So I always think that balance is better. And obviously Mm -hmm. you don't want your kid to not be active. You don't want him to not do stuff, but you also
0: don't. We're still human with bodies. We still need to move them. And And I want to say
1: about my brother, my brother, he played video games and guess what? He has a great job. Great job. Works for Hansel Honda and their IT department. I mean, yeah, this is a, this is like my sort of thing. To Like when people start talking and I'm like, yeah, I have an exception to that though. And so I just do. I think that he got interested in that at the right time before it became like such a thing. And then he was interested in, like he he bought a computer one time and he had my dad, like right when computer, personal computers came out, he had like told my dad, okay, let's buy this computer. My dad spent like $2,000 on it. This is a big thing. So he comes home, he comes home, and the computer is, like, all over the ground, and it's all taken apart. Now, imagine, he had no idea that you could rebuild it and make it better. But in his mind, I just bought $2,000 or something, and it's all over the ground. But my brother and his friend, like, took it apart and rebuilt it and and made it better. Right. And and that was, like, kind of the start of this whole hobby and these things where like, you can understand that there were components that you could actually manipulate and make them different. And that led to a career in technology, which has been very, very lucrative for him. And so I just think it's just a super interesting thing. And there's this balance, of course, and obviously not every kid playing video games is going to be interested in the backside, which is the developmental part of it but who
0: knows but there is a lot of art art involved there's a lot of there's um, a lot of, ways to a get lot get of different ways to get into it you know i could sure. totally go on and tell a story about tech both my dad was the computer he used to work at compuserve which is in san, uh-huh. san rafael fixing computers because oh, he was mm-hmm. the kid that would take shit apart right see how it works and put it back together that is totally what my son does And then my (laughs) uncle actually was one of the, he was a computer programmer back in the day. And, you know, it all started with being a deadhead, traveling around, following the dead, getting all up in your brain. And then he, -hmm. he, when I was little, he would explain, I was like, I don't understand what you do. Like, you know, it was like the late eighties. I'm like, I don't get it. He's like, I build brains for computers. And I'm like, so you're smarter than the computer. Like he was smarter at that point. He was smarter than the computer. I mean, I know he knows, his, he knows he's not as smart as a computer now, but back then it's a big deal. Right. And so sure, all, sure. he, he made all these different programs, all the software and all that kind of stuff. And it all started. See, this with, is the acid part. This is why doing acid
1: is, really makes it. <laughs> I don't saying, but yeah.
0: Like where you get out of your own way, right. You get out of your own way and that information being open to the information let's bring it back to intuition open to the information that comes in right dreamy or otherwise and and listening to it and following that and then see where it takes you because it obviously will take you you knew i can't so, do the school i can't you know there's just following what you need to do to, to,
1: and what's blocking you
0: and what's blocking you. What is coming up? What
1: in other people is bothering you? What in society is bothering you? What ideas can't you transcend? And is it about them or is it about you? Yeah, And that's where the shadow component comes in. That's really important is about looking at these things because like we are talking about one, what we want right like mm-hmm. as far as like you know for our kids and our families and all that stuff and we're also talking about like what do we need to do to be able to access these higher vibrational things well if your mind is blocked off you're not getting any of that yeah you're not going to be able to go cuz like you're going to be so triggered by what other people are doing you're going to be so upset by you know yeah. the things that are going on in society that you're not going to allow yourself to see the solution You're going to block yourself off to all possibilities. And when we start looking at this is not them, this is me that's being affected and why we start to get the answers to things. Well, I'm really scared of that. I'm scared of technology because there is a fear of that. There's a fear of like things are going to, you know, be in my life. I mean, I think that's a lot of the vaccine stuff is we're afraid of the unknown. We don't want to know what's going on or we don't know what's going on and we don't trust the people that are implementing it. Same with technology that it's hard to trust those things, but also our own ideas and our own fears and our own triggers also block us from being able to move to the next level.
0: Yeah. And cut. (laughs) All right, guys. I think that's it. That's a good place. Thank
1: you so much for joining us. Thank
0: you guys. And we'll see you next time.